This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And welcome. Today is day 21. No, 22. Day, day 22 of 100 days of Q&A. AOM. Thank you for joining us. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We have over 200 episodes about all sorts of different things. Season one is a highly produced podcast with a audiobook that you can check out if you're interested in that. But thank you for joining us. We hope that the show is helpful and we do it because we appreciate marriages. That's right. And today's show is brought to you by audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook. I started a new segment just today, and we want to briefly share what we're listening to. What are you listening to right now? I'm listening to the book Un-F-Word Yourself. Un-F Yourself by, by Jerry, Gon- uh, Gary John Bishop. I don't know who it's yeah, by, yeah. but it's really good. It's short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listened to that a while back, and now I'm listening to Mel Robbins... Um, what is the name of it? I can't think of it. Take Control of Your Life. Take Control of Your Life. It's super good. I just finished Mel Robbins, The Five Second Rule. So go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook mm-hmm. and share what book you're reading to and yeah. what podcast you're listening to. Each day we do four things, now five things. We pray, we share a past gratitude, we read a review of the day, and then also we dive straight into your questions. And if you're just now joining us, we are live on Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. so catch, catch us there every day, 7 a.m. And you'll hear so, us talking to people there. That's right. Okay. Do you want to pray this morning? Sure. Go for it. Dear God, thank you so much for all of our blessings. God, I pray that we are each um, deeply understanding the gift that life is and living it to the fullest and to be good to the world. Amen. Amen. All right. Past gratitude. What are you thankful for that this guy did right here? I cannot one. think of it. There was something really funny that you did that I wanted to... Hmm. I can't remember what it was at all, but I'm thankful that um, you were at the store yesterday and wish, let us find you. I wish you didn't take me for granted. I don't. I just have a bad memory. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What am I thankful for yesterday? What did you do? You worked hard and you 
set me up for success on the premarital video series that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So I could go in and create dialogue around mm-hmm. it and uh, copy. So oh, I'm thankful that you did job. all those videos, the, that yeah. part of the video stuff, because that that's a lot of work, and I'm thankful that mm-hmm. you did that. So thank you. All right, you. so thanks. Uh, okay. Read review of the day. Okay, review of the day. Five stars. From Nish1221, I'm not a Christian, but I am married. I heard podcasts, Christians can get married, it turns out. I heard <laughs> I heard about this podcast from another podcast I listened to, the Love Hour podcast. Which I want to reach out to them. Okay. And I have to say that I'm absolutely blown away. I see myself as more spiritual than religious, but I often think if churches were more honest, like this podcast, I might have had a different experience. Mm-hmm. However, this podcast has given me so many gems. What I love more than anything is that I would never think that I would listen to white Southerners. I'm not Southern. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not totally white. Um, uh, let's see. Because uh, I'm a black liberal from California. It has reinforced for me that we are all interconnected and all share the same concerns and goals of wanting a better life. I also love that the shows are in order. So this is referencing season one. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm able to let the echoes slide because of that. (laughs) Thank you both for sharing. So season one is highly produced and I love echoes and there's a bunch of echoes and it was pretty funny. And thanks for that review and thanks for being uh, fun around the echoes. Some people would be really (laughs) They would poo-poo the echoes. I love them. Okay, someone wrote on here. It says, hey guys, sorry if this is a silly question, but are these lives different to the morning segments. I'm currently working my way through the podcast. I'm on the episode with Dr. Steven Stosny. First of all, that episode, the first one with Dr. Stosny, is totally rad. I love that one. Mm-hmm. And we did 100, eight, 100 days of marriage mornings. Uh-huh. This was a little bit different from this, and now we're doing 100 days of Q&A yeah. and more live interaction. So you get the same thing on the podcast as you do on the live feed. Yeah. On the live feeds, we do a pre-show and a post-show mm-hmm. kind of thing, which just is nothing. We just goof goof around. Um, it's hard but to that's the only yeah. that's the only difference. It's hard to so. explain. So if you're yeah. watching this live, you will later see it pop up in your, in your um, iTunes feed. So it's the same thing is the live thing, but it's different than other shows we've done. Like mm-hmm. we don't post our um, interviews with people live, if that makes sense. Yeah, sometimes if we interview Dr. Stosny, we didn't do it live. So yeah. if that answers your question. And uh, let's see, Marriage Morning through YouTube, Natalie, Oxford, England. Whoa, what's, what's up? up? What's up, UK? Been uh, to England, been to England, been to England. <laughs> anyway, let's jump into our questions. All right. And we want to say thank you for that review. That is an awesome review. Mm-hmm. And yes, we are all more alike than we are unalike That's in true. this world. All right, Question. read the first one. My husband and I are moving back to a small town that he grew up in. He was pretty promiscuous when he was younger. How appropriate is it for him to be friends with anyone that he has a sexual history with? I'm insecure and I don't want to be unfair because of my insecurities, but the town is small and the people to be friends with are few and far between. Hmm. So, so this is really interesting. a tough one, I think. It is. So you got small town stuff, which I'm from a very small town. You are technically, but it's so close to Seattle that it's not really small towns. I also so. wasn't friends with a bunch of people in my town right. at all. And okay, so this is a big thing. And if we want to talk about the possibility of emotional affairs and going to past partners while you're stressed out with your current partner, your current wife or husband... <laughs> That is a recipe for danger. Why are we starting there? Why don't we just start with boundaries? Dingling. <laughs> like, why would you start with the worst case scenario? Because. Okay. So I think there's another way to approach this um, issue. <laughs> All right. I think that uh, one of the things, because I was a very promiscuous person before we got married and 
are like the larger circle group of friends that we know. There are people that I have been with that you don't aren't aware of, and uh, but I don't make. Oh it a, yeah, let's start with the easy stuff first. I don't make it a point to be friends with those people, but I also don't think it's like, oh, if I know them ever or see them, it's the whole world's gonna end. Right, and that's not uh, realistic. It's also not very adult of us. We saw one of your old boyfriends like last week. What can I do about it? Nothing. <laughs> That's right. I'm also not friends with him. So uh, yeah. that is an important thing to think about. The fact that uh, we can be adults about this. Mm-hmm. We have to set up clear boundaries and be appropriate about it and be adult about it is mm-hmm. my thought. Um, <clears throat> the thing that makes this challenging is that she is saying there are f- there are few there are not very many people to be friends with in this small town. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I again, I think it has to start with boundaries and Potentially, it starts with very uncomfortable conversations around what those boundaries are, and maybe mm-hmm. who the people who the people who need boundaries around them are. Um, if that makes sense, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think boundaries is key here. I think very, very clear communication around your feelings to your husband, and if your husband gets weird or defensive at all, I, that may be the wrong stance for him to take because this is obviously something that's important to you and I want him to be respectful about that and to understand how uncomfortable that can be. Like, I don't know, very promiscuous, like slept with everybody. I don't know. And he's trying to be friends with other people and like reminisce about yeah, there's a whatever. Yeah. That, that that's that's what I'm saying. It could be dangerous and kind of slippery because it's like mm-hmm. that's not gonna bring you guys closer together right so it's it's dangerous because oh, th- this could be a a wedge i guess in in between stuff however in a small town just just very very clear boundaries and what expectations are mm-hmm. I would say. yeah and i would say too what we focus on expands so if we're like he's gonna cheat on me oh he slept with that person oh he was such a you know sleeping around blah. like mm-hmm. let's not focus on that let's figure out how we can create new friendships maybe there's new people we don't know yet maybe there's a church community that we're not part of yet um maybe start there start with what are the boundaries how can we make this good what are we not going to focus on because it won't be helpful mm-hmm. um, i think that's something that's really important to think about because I think that we have different histories in terms of like our sexual past before getting married. And so uh, I think it would not be helpful if I were to focus all of my energy and effort on your sexual past every time we visit Greer, you know. And I know there's people there that you've probably slept with. And I'm not going to be like, oh, they'll look out for them. Why does my phone right. keep doing this? It's driving me insane. Anyway, sorry, people. Okay. Um, so, yeah, thank you for the question. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to lose my mind. Okay. My While phone she keeps, loses like, her mind, I will read the other question. Podcast. Okay. I just wanted to start off by saying thank you all so much for being so awesome. You're welcome. Our family has gone through probably the most difficult challenge of challenges a family could face. One of the main reasons my wife and I have made it this far is by listening to Anatomy of Marriage. That's awesome. I received a call from my very frustrated and push-over-the-edge wife this morning. She said some rude statements that hurt my feelings while at the same time making me flooded. When I feel this way on the phone, I have to hang up or else it turns into an awful, awful, never-ending fight, which neither of us want. However, hanging up to her is the most disrespectful thing that someone can do to her. How can we resolve this without me feeling flooded and having to listen to things I don't want to and so she doesn't feel disrespected? It's a great question. It is a great question. And brother, I've been there a hundred times feeling flooded and feeling like, stop talking, I will die. (laughs) I'm serious. No disrespect to you, but it's just like (laughs) flooded. It's like I just ran 10 miles and you want me to run 16 speed on the treadmill for 
yeah. two more miles, mm-hmm. there's no way that I can do this. And sometimes we don't have to put ourselves in that. And one of the giant things that really got us every single time is we just kept on like pursuing each other when like part of us were pursuing, but also part of us were distancing and we would just argue back yeah. and forth. Hand raised? Yes. Yeah, I want to say something, but I don't want to interrupt you. Thanks. Um, so the one thing that I think is probably the most beneficial thing we've ever done, apart mm. from using the clearing structure, is um, Voice ask- nope. asking each other at the beginning. And it's usually one person does this, not both, because you're usually not in the same level of headspace. Like one is already flooded and one is not. Mm-hmm. But asking yourself a few really key questions. Um, what do we want out of this conversation? Mm-hmm. For one, don't call it an argument. It makes me so irritated when you call everything an argument. Really? We were fighting. No, we weren't. We were talking. It's a fight to me. It's a talk. Um, so I like the idea of starting it by saying, what is it that we want to achieve from this? Mm-hmm. And that gives you like this tiny glimmer of hope clarity. Like like the other day when I said that to you, I said, what I want to achieve from this is a solution to the problem. Like how do we navigate whatever? I can't even remember what it was. Mm-hmm. So. The other thing I did too, do you remember what I'm talking about? I think so. The other thing I did too was I told you how I would not treat you. I said, I will not like call you names and say that you're dumb and I won't, um, like I, basically I was setting parameters for the current conversation that we were in. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be unkind to you and my goal is a solution. Right. Right. My goal is a solution that looks like we will both feel listened to or we will know what the next step to take or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing that comes to mind is like, um, you, your shirt smell weird stinks oh um is the idea of like you you are acknowledging what your triggers are Mm -hmm. so you're saying that if she pursues you and pursues you and pursues you she's going to say things that hurt your feelings and that make you flooded and then if that happens you're going to hang up on her which is going to make her feel worse Mm -hmm. so i sorry i'm jumping in i like this question because it it shows a decent amount, a good amount rather, of self-awareness and old patterns. Like, yeah, when this happens, this we go here. So what you can do is, okay, she... So first of all, she said, uh, or you said, she... I, I received a call from my very frustrated and pushed over the edge wife. Okay, so she's calling you at uh, level 11, right? And you're, you know, four, whatever, doing stuff. And she was, she was kind of putting all her anxiety or frustration or whatever she was having on you, right? Hoping that you would dissipate some of that, probably. Mm-hmm. And that kind of flooded you. She didn't get what she wanted. It put you in a state that you don't want to be. And you're like, okay, this is too much. And then you wanted to hang up. And then, boom, she's just like, okay, DEFCON 5 over mm-hmm. here, right? Maybe not. Who knows? But one way that you can go you can get around that is when she calls you, like Melanie said, well, I talked about this yesterday in the premarital series. Is this a conversation that you need my help on mm-hmm. or do you want me to process this with you? Okay, first establish that. And then whatever that answer is, you'll know where to go. You'll have a roadmap for the rest of the conversation. And by chance, if you do get flooded, you can say, okay, time out. This is actually really flooding me i know you may want to pursue me right now and i'm trying to distance myself because it's just it's too much it's like a bee's nest has been shaken up i'm going to get off the phone and in 10 minutes call you back i'm setting my timer on my phone right now 10 minutes i absolutely will call you back try that right so you're not hanging up before you get flooded no or if you're, if you're flooded, flooded, if you're flooded. It, i think it takes like 20 minutes to un- oh, yeah, well, flood. 20 20 minutes so that gives her some expectations of, of, of 
okay, what does the future hold? I can talk to him in, you know, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever. And then that helps you to get de-flooded. That helps you to regulate. And then you can come back together and talk. Mm -hmm. So I would say um, also, seeing as how you cut me off so incredibly rudely, um, it would be, like Seth was saying, in the, and the, at the onset, like I was saying, come up with, you know, talk about what your goals are for the conversation. You're talk about your boundaries. I'm not going to do this. We're trying to resolve this conflict, whatever that is. But then you can also say like, if your wife is calling you and she's like, just jackhammer, like, like this is the thing I'm mad about mm-hmm. the, fr- and I know this is very, very challenging, but what I would suggest, and I would suggest this for you as well. If I call you and I'm like, like, why did you, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm like vomiting my emotions on you, but also like punching at my emotion vomit at the same time. That is me saying, I thought you were going to help more. I don't know what to do. I'm feeling freaked out. I don't know what to, la. So -hmm. what I would love to hear is not, not defensiveness, but how can I actually help you? Right. So honestly, it's really hard when people are coming at you sideways and you've, trying to feel like you don't have to defend yourself. Right? No, I know that. And I'm definitely not saying it's fair or good or right or that I should continue that behavior so you can mm-hmm. just take care of me. That is not what I mean. I'm just saying that's an option. If you do have this like one minute moment of clarity when your wife very first calls you and you can hold on to that one minute moment mm-hmm. of um, not being flooded yet, maybe that's the one minute that you say, here are my boundaries. Here's my goal. How can I help? Right. That takes... A, like a, a universe of self-awareness and maturity. But and it doesn't who, mean it's not a bad idea or a thought or option. Right. And who else knows what's going on too if you get called at work or if... What? Who else Other knows? stuff, right? Like, okay, what if there's other stress going on at work and you're... You, you mean call, for your wife or... No, you call me and I'm like... So, oh, already appears oh, stressed yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. like blah, blah. you know so that's going to even make it more difficult so take that an inventory sense, yeah. so okay that's an awesome question everybody deals with it definitely okay my husband's family is from a very different culture than mine that doesn't necessarily talk about things everything from what's going on to the next saturday to family issues i've struggled with starting fights just to talk about something i want to discuss and my husband is of the if it isn't broken don't fix it mentality yes there's a couple of things here. The first thing I thought of is there's this theory. You didn't read. <clears throat> oh. my, my husband is of the, if it's not broke, don't fix it mentality. How do I best present the tools you have developed to help improve our communication without making him think I'm trying to fix our marriage? Oh, then you can say, you don't have to like, hey, our, our marriage is broken. Let's fix it. It's yeah. your fault. All this stuff. You want to say, you want to use the clearing structure and say, hey, when you present as nothing is broken why do we have to fix it that makes me feel like we're just doing nothing just like coasting by we're just in a we're just in a a little canoe in the middle of the lake a lazy river and we have oars but we're not paddling anywhere mm-hmm. because well we're not sinking so why do we have to paddle mm-hmm. you know but you want to get to the other side you want to go explore over here you want to i don't know whatever mm-hmm. right so i would start off by using the clearing structure very much because you can't fix your husband. You can't fix your wife. You can't do anything except fix yourself and put focus on yourself, right? And the clearing structure is an absolute great tool to say what you want, say how you're feeling, and what you would like to see more of and less of in a relationship. And it only deals with you. Clearing structure. I feel X, Y, Z when you when this happens. What I want from that, what I want from that is X, Y, Z. So you're not saying, hey... When, uh, why don't you take out the garbage? Oh, you never take out the garbage. You're, 
an idiot and our marriage is broken. Right? That's that's blaming. That's that's putting it on someone else. So I would I would use a clearing structure big time in that. I wouldn't. I have the opposite advice of that. Um, I would stay curious and I would invite conversation because there is nothing wrong with your husband. There isn't a a thing to fix. It's different if you're saying, my husband's a jerk and he doesn't love me. You're saying, my husband's family is very different culturally than mine and they don't talk about things. But if you are approaching someone like that, so this is what I think. This reminds me of our marriage in some ways where uh, we don't talk about deep things in the family that I'm from, but we express relationship in a million different ways. Right or wrong, doesn't matter. That's not the point. But if Seth were to come into my family, which he did, he when we got married, he would judge what we would do and and weigh his what his family would do against what we would do, and then go, see, your family falls short every time, Melanie. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? It's just what we're doing. Why are you so weird about it, right? Um, and the thing that I wish that he would have done, instead of telling me what was wrong about my family or how different they were from his family or why it wasn't like living up to his expectations, what would have been cool is just curiosity and conversation invitations around different things he was interested in. Hmm. So what are you interested in about your husband? Don't tell them, why don't we ever talk? Let's talk. Like, that's not going to work. Oh, you that can... makes me think of the conversation we had yesterday where you would say, hey, what are you thinking? I'm like, nothing. Right? Mm-hmm. You just, you're, you're. It's, it's just it's a bid for connection, but it's a. Um, better question, better answer. Uh, yeah, it's like this. It's like throwing, like if you're fishing with no worm on the hook. Like, why aren't the fish biting this silver hook? Because there's nothing on it. They don't want anything on it, mm-hmm. right? And that and that is something that I think instead of approaching it saying clearing structure, something's wrong, we need to fix this. Just approach it and say, "Gosh, I'd love to know more about my husband. What is it that I don't know?" And you know, you could do something like use the Ultimate Intimacy app has conversation starters, so yeah. you can get the Ultimate Intimacy app. It's on an iPhone. It's on anything. You can go to ultimateintimacy.com to get the Ultimate Intimacy app, and it's conversation starters about intimacy finances family miscellaneous stuff it is very very awesome because it's Mm non-confrontational you both answer the questions you get to talk about it together it's a great way to connect because that sounds like what you're wanting you're wanting deeper connection in conversation and communication but not um but you can't get to that space of deeper connection when the very first thing you do is you don't talk enough your family's different than mine Mm -hmm. right so okay i remember what my first thought was when I read this question. So there's this other uh, psychotherapeutic theory. It's called transactional analysis by Eric Byrne. And it kind of stemmed from psychoanalysis and Freud and stuff. But he talks about positive and negative strokes. We all need <clears throat> positive strokes and we will do negative strokes, different maladaptive behavior to get that attention. So when you say that you're starting fights just to, to get that yeah. attention, you are seeking positive strokes but you're doing it in a negative mm-hmm. way. It's like right? a kid pretending they have a cut because they want a hug. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I hurt my hand. Although you're like, no, you didn't. You're right. totally fine. But they, they're just going, this is how I know how to get attention. Yeah. So uh, I would also I would use the clearing structure because maybe your husband doesn't see what is going on. And, and because you're just causing fights to get that attention, mm-hmm. he, he is doing something that you need. Right. So by using a clearing structure, you can clearly state what you need in a non-confrontational way. And hopefully he will listen and hear that and go, okay, you need more of this. And when I'm able to give you more of what you want, guess what? We, we argue, we fight less mm-hmm. and that works for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it, I would also suggest too, if you have, if you see that pattern, like you've said that you're, you're 
arguing for the sake of, or arguing with the goal of simply just communicating more with your partner, I think you should apologize for that if it's something that's been bothering them mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, but that's a really great question. I think it's a great, um, I don't know, I just think it's a good conversation to be It's having. a good insight to see how we can create things in order to get things that are, that is, that are lacking out of mm-hmm. our relationship. And we call it, well, why don't you ever do this? Why don't you ever? Well, sometimes it can be really easy tweaks. So like I like to give that, so I'm really like airplanes and flying and travel. So if I'm going a really long ways in an airplane, if my course is off one degree over time, I'm going to end up in Hong Kong rather than in Dubai, right? I want to go to both places, but that's not the point. So little things you can tweak in your marriage that will increase connection, increase intimacy, and produce less fights if it's just little things and little insights that we have mm-hmm. into ourselves that we can share with mm-hmm. each other. And that reminds me, so we just interviewed Dr. Laura Dabney yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, the interview is going to air maybe today or tomorrow, but it she had really a lot of great things to say about these kinds of ideas of like the bid for connection, how we can improve that, and how we can be more honest with ourselves to be less manipulative, mm-hmm. unintentionally manipulative of our, of our partner and how we communicate with them. So be on the lookout for that one. because That was a really, really fun conversation because we got some insight into mm-hmm. our own marriage. And I was like... Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, holy crap. That's what I've been doing? Okay, let's let's do it this yeah. way. A little tweak. It was very, very good. So yeah. we're excited about that. Okay, so a couple of things. You guys, if this is helpful to you, go to patreon.com forward slash anatomy and marriage. That helps us do this. Phones, equipment. Computers. Well, it's not like we're buying stuff, but it helps us to potentially be able to travel and put on events, that yeah, kind of thing. Do events. So when you when you uh, give support financially to the show, it actually helps you, and we appreciate it mm-hmm. very much. So, and what else? Um, I want to answer the question. It says, "Random question: What is your favorite date spot in Seattle?" My boyfriend and I, my boyfriend and I live here and are always looking for new places to go. Oh, cool! So. Uh, if you live in Seattle, you can come to the Seattle meetup when we have one, uh-huh. Haley. That would be rad. Um, Let's see. My favorite, I'm not even thinking of any Seattle spots at all. Really? My favorite sushi place is Sumo Sushi in Maple Valley. That's it's in better Maple than Valley, any right? Maple, or it's better than any Seattle sushi restaurant I've ever eaten. So, Ivers on the waterfront, like the ghetto one outside is the best, where you eat with the birds that like crap on you. I love well, it there. Well, I really like... Fremont area. Oh, yeah. The Fremont Bridge. I went to school right in Lower Queen Anne and that area. So Wait, what's the name of the Thai place? The the pho place that is in I don't Fremont. Know. It's by PCC mm-hmm. in Fremont. It's like connected to PCC, isn't it? On that corner? Yeah, it, by it's Starbucks. close. It's close right there. I just really like that Fremont area. It's a cool vibe. There's mm-hmm. tons of shops. You can walk. The water is there and you can just... People There's a really great cool Persian people. rug store called Turabi <laughs> in That's Pioneer, in Pioneer Square. Square downtown, which is... Well, if you like Persian rugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The owner's really Let's nice. See. Uh, North Bend area, if you like outdoor stuff, river stuff, rocks, yeah. climbing, hiking. I can't... Well, I have to think about that. I can't think of any like Seattle, Seattle things like proper... Pike Place, of course. That's, that's fun. That's not the best date spot because it's mm-hmm. like crazy nuts and crowded. But I, w- I would try out Fremont. It's chill. Parking isn't like the worst... There. There's a restaurant called Eve in Fremont that's uh-huh. really good. It's Ballard like- is cool too. Mm-hmm. Just the Ballard area. So thank you. I go to school at SPU. Woohoo! SPU is pretty cool. That's cool. Spent three years there. I did. <laughs> okay. So you guys, thank you. Remember to go to patreon.com forward slash anatomy marriage. 
join us tomorrow, 7 a.m. Send in your questions, and we will absolutely answer them. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, please right. send in your questions. And if you have sent in a question that we haven't answered, just send us a reminder. We have a lot of questions, and they kind of get lost sometimes if we forget to mark them as unread. Yep. So please resend your questions if we haven't answered one that you want answered. Send in any question, any topic. Nothing is off limits here. Um, this is a community for relationship building, so please send in your questions. And then lastly, please rate and review the podcast. We are like three away from 700 reviews. Mm. Please, some three people yeah. review the podcast. Yeah. Bump us up over three today, people. <laughs> On iTunes. All right. Anyway, all right. Love Thank you. you. Have Bye. an amazing day. Bye.